0: 1979 I was pastoring a little Baptist church 180 seats little wood frame building that we had constructed I think it cost about $80,000 to build and uh on five acres of ground on a little hilltop in a little picturesque town at that time with a few thousand people called Pickerington set up on top of the hill with a steeple on top with a bell that rang on Sunday morning if you please and I was preaching the gospel as best I knew how and God was blessing people were coming my mother had been attacked with a heart attack massive coronary heart attack She was 29 years old she had severe heart conditions her heart was failing she was on a tremendous amount of medications My sister had been in an automobile accident that drove her femur bone through her pelvic girdle and lodged it in next to her womb when she was six months pregnant. She had over 20 major surgeries. She was given three months to live, put on 30 prescribed medications a day. I can palm a basketball in my hands, but it took two hands just to hold her medications for one day. She had a standing order at the emergency room for all the shots of Demerol that she needed. Whenever she needed them, the thing progressed to the point that they were giving her boxes, literal hospital boxes full of vials of Demerol and needles so that whenever she needed it, she could just shoot the dimmerol herself, which is the second strongest narcotic drug available she would shoot it in I've seen it happen and I've seen it in the hospitals when the nurses would try to give her a shot they would shoot the medication in and it would squirt back out her body her muscles were so pwned because of all the medication she'd had she was given three months to live and sent home to die they said there's nothing we can do for her we'll give her all the medications that we can to keep her as comfortable as we can at the same time she was going through a tremendous ordeal in her personal life that we had There to for know nothing about she lost out her experience with God her life was turned over completely to satanic Operations, we didn't know her anymore. She was like a wild person And uh, that's the condition that my life was in while I was standing in a pulpit every Sunday morning preaching the gospel as best I knew how We got a hold of some friends some lifetime friends. We told them our story. They came to visit us They said there's a man going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana in a few short weeks if if we can get him on the phone and if you can get her in that meeting I'm telling you that God will heal you of your heart condition and God will heal that girl I guarantee you she will be totally and completely delivered in her mind delivered in her spirit and healed of her physical infirmities well we didn't we didn't really believe that we sat at dinner one day and we were talking about it again and this man said you've got you've got to go you've got to go to that meeting in indianapolis indiana in fact i'm going to go in right now and get the preacher on the phone i'm going to get him on the phone will you talk to him I said well yeah we'll talk to him so we got on the phone we started to tell the story he said no 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 i don't need to know nothing about that he said i'm telling you what to do you bring her To my meeting in indianapolis indiana and you stay the whole week and i'll guarantee you god will set her free well we didn't know how to respond to that we didn't know from nothing about that set her free you're not living with her you don't see the vodka that she hides in the garage you don't you don't see how she doubles up and triples up on her medications you don't see how she stands in the family room and screams at us that she wants her medicine and takes her fists and strikes us in the face you don't see that you don't understand what we're going through you're not the only ones ever drank a cup of sorrow and if you're in this building today and tragedy has struck your life you're in the right place at the right time with the right people to listen to the right person about the right savior to set you free We started to hang up the phone i was on another phone listening he said wait no no wait just a minute wait just a minute you pastor a church yes oh brother before you hang up you have to make me a promise all right anything there's not much pride when you're trapped inside a slowly sinking ship you do anything he said we'll do anything all right make sure you don't tell none I remember him he's from tennessee you don't tell none of your religious friends or family that you're coming all right i remember the day we left for indianapolis used to be a bill naps over there on livingston avenue i guess the building's still there but they don't serve food anymore they had the best fried chicken in town i don't know why they went out of business but that's another sermon anyway over there bill naps there bill naps it was a It was a sunday and we we'd had church and now we're going to indianapolis and we stop over there for for lunch we don't tell my sister about anything we have a nice lunch we're getting ready to get in the car and all of a sudden did you ever see something just hit somebody all of a sudden just something hit her she went wild Now, we hadn't said a word to her about we were going anywhere. All she knew, we were coming home. We got suitcases packed there in the trunk. She knows nothing about it. All of a sudden, we started to put her in the car. You ever seen olive oil spread out? when Blue-dose trying to pull her through a door? She spread eagle like that, getting in the backseat of the car. She turned around with a glare that only the devil can have and said I'm not going. went to screaming and kicking. I grabbed her. She only weighed about 95 pounds. And I grabbed her. I put my shoulder right in her belly and knocked her down in the back seat of the car and jumped on top of her. And I reached out and got the car door with my foot and pulled the car door and I screamed to my mother, Go! We took off heading for Indianapolis, Indiana with a Tasmanian devil in the back seat, screaming like a wild person. Sounds funny now, honey. It wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny then when the car seats were getting stained with the blood from where she'd shot herself up with needles so much. It wasn't funny then. We went to Indianapolis, Indiana. We went to the first service this man came up to my mother afterward and said, <laughs> What would you think of the service? It was over at 1230 at night. We're Baptists. There were people doing this. They're all doing that little charismatic thing. You know, it looks like a line at something. They're all doing that thing. People were falling down in the floor. I mean, nobody even touching them. They were sitting on folding chairs all of a sudden you just hear folding chairs go flying everywhere <laughs> what's going on well people then they'd roll around on the floor and the tears would squirt out of their eyes and they were they were going like this ah! i thought the same thing then a lot of you people are thinking this morning so he asked he asked. he asked my mother what did you think about the service she said one of two things either Either, this is the greatest thing, and this is the Bible, and I've been deceived all my life. Or, you are the craziest man outside a padded cell. She told him that right to his face. All this stuff would go on, and he'd just sit up there on the platform and tap his fingers and laugh. (laughs) You do that. While this is all going on about Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, he had me come up to the front. He didn't know anything about me. He said, there's a Baptist preacher back here. Right over here. Come up here. God wants you to dismiss in prayer. I walked up there and took a microphone. Going to pray a nice little Baptist prayer like all Baptist boys would do. I was only about 21 years old. And uh, all of a sudden, something hit me. And I went to say, I went like this. I went, thus saith the Lord. Did you ever kind of stand outside your body and wonder what you're doing? I saith the Lord. And I said some bunch of stuff. I don't know what I said. And afterwards, we saw him at a restaurant. And I went over to his table and I apologized to him. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I don't know what that does say to the Lord. I am so embarrassed. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I would say something like that. And he just looked at me and went. It's all right. Then the next night, he said, I want everybody sick in this building. Run up here. My God, it was like a stampede. They got them all in a line. I didn't know what they were going to do to them. I can see that line this morning just as plainly as I can see my hand in front of my face. So they I got that line. There's that line. I remember him saying they were right up against the wall on this side. All the way around that the big horseshoe. Now then, he said, I want my little Baptist boy, Rob. Rob? Come up here, Rob. They said, Ron Daly was standing on the platform singing. He wrote out a little note. And he laid it on the pulpit. It said, his name is Rod, not Rob. And Brother Norville took that, and he looked at it, and he said, <laughs> He said, I don't care what his name is. I don't want his name. I just want his hands. <laughs> my life changed at that moment. At that very moment. My life changed forever. He said, Rob, call me Rob the rest of the night. (laughs) I want you to start over there, Rob. Just lay hands on all these people. God's going to heal. Now, congregation, now, congregation, watch this now. This is a Baptist preacher, 21 years old. Don't know from nothing. Watch now. God's going to heal all these people. sounds funny then that was one of the biggest meetings i would ever been in i mean people standing outside trying to get in people staying at a hotel to go to a church service can you believe that i never heard of anything like that in my life there they were big old crowd all these people standing there all kinds of looking people one lady's over there her jaws up on the side of her head like that god's going to heal all these people my sister i came here to get my sister well She's sitting back there drinking vodka every night, and you're up here playing around. It's me. What does this have to do with anything? Just lay your hands on it. See, I'm sitting up there, sitting up there, just like he's doing this morning. Just sitting there grinning. Sitting there grinning. He said, now, lay your hands on it. Well, at that point, I went to cry. And you ain't seen anything. Do you see a Baptist boy, 21 years old, go to crying? I went to cry and tears running down my face. Why? Well, I didn't know what he was talking about. Just lay your hands on him. What does that mean? I've been to Bible college. I don't know nothing about that. I had a 3.6 average in Bible college. I don't know about that. I've been asked to go out on the president's preaching team of the university I don't know anything about that I turned around to him crying I was standing right over there standing right over there I was crying I turned around to him I said I don't know how and he just kind of went oh brother he got up and he walked over he's got the biggest old hands big long fingers and he took a hold of my left hand. How many of you ever see me lay hands on people? What, what hand do I lay on them? Left hand. Not my right hand. My left hand. Why? He took my left hand in his hands. And he spread it out. And he said, now just take it like this. And just real gently. We'll do that shamrock thing. Real gently. Just take your head just real gently now. Congregation, now he teaches the whole time, he teaches the whole time. He said, Now the Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So the Bible says, it's right here in the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Saint Mark. Did you get that? That's the way he teaches. Now, watch this congregation, watch this. He laid my hand right on that first person's head. And the minute my hand touched that first one, everybody in that line, two seconds later, was on the floor. Every person. Now that, that wouldn't have been enough. But that lady with her jaw up on the side of her head, something cracked like you'd snap a twig. Just like that. She went just screaming. Why? her jaw came all the way she was had, had been born that way I mean it was a really odd looking thing she had had she had no jaw uh mechanism on this side of her body just solid solid bone like that and, but she had a jaw on this side but it didn't help because she couldn't move this side but all of a sudden God put a whole new jawbone in her body and it was there she's up running around screaming couple of nights later a lady came back she said I was in that healing line she said my husband and I always wanted to have a baby but I had a disease in my female organs and the surgeon had to remove all my ovaries and had to remove my womb and did a complete hysterectomy and I didn't have anything left but you don't understand I said well I'm sorry about that what do you want me to do about it I'm a Baptist she said no but you don't understand I went back to the same surgeon he had examined me just like two days before that Now then I went back after I was in that healing line the other night. The same doctor examined me. He said, I don't understand this. I was the one who took your womb out. He said, not only is your womb back, you're three months pregnant. There's a three-month-old baby inside there. I'm telling you, don't you be talking to me about my God doesn't answer prayer. Don't you be telling me that God's dead. Don't you be telling me that faith doesn't work. Faith in God. last night of that meeting i watched him every night i watched him every night he'd have somebody else take over he had some of his bible college students or somebody take over the service you know do something or he'd have me up there doing something and he'd just go over and stand against the wall way over on the side like that wall over there way on the side of the auditorium he'd just stand there now he didn't have to do that at that time he was having meetings with ten thousand people in him he'd go over and stand against that wall put his face toward the wall and beat the wall with his fists and tears run and drip off his face and he said I won't let you have her you can't have her I won't let you have her devil you can't have her do you understand me I won't let you have her thank you Jesus Debbie is healed thank you God Debbie is healed I say with my mouth Debbie is healed he'd get up front of that congregation and make the congregation say everybody this is Debbie everybody say thank you Jesus isn't it good Debbie's healed look Debbie is healed hallelujah everybody say Debbie is healed I'd get so mad, puff eyed man. I'd get puff eyed mad. Him up there saying that he's not back at the hotel room with her, saying she's he. See, I didn't know I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I didn't know you could have what you say. I didn't know you're snared by the words of your mouth. I didn't know the power of life and death is in your tongue. I didn't know that Mark eleven twenty two to 24 said, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith." I didn't know that. Nobody taught me that. We got a little girl over here in a wheelchair, raised her entire life in a Pentecostal Assembly of God Church, came to World Harvest Bible Institute, and searching through her computer, and her Bible on her computer, and ran across Isaiah 53, 5, with his stripes, we are healed. She came running in my mother's office the other day in her wheelchair. Tears running over her face. She said, I found it. I found it. I found it. What'd you find, honey? What'd you find, Lori? I found it. Isaiah 53, 5 says, with his stripes, I am healed. I found it. I found it. The Bible says I'm healed. She was raised her whole life in a Pentecostal church. Never knew Isaiah 53, 5. I think it's time to get back to Bible basics. Get back to faith get back to prayer get back to the gifts of the holy ghost get back to it last night the last night i don't remember what time it was it was after one o'clock in the morning he started praying for her he held her in his arms For two hours and 45 minutes, he never let go. For two hours and 45 minutes, he screamed at the devil, you can't have her, I won't let you have her. I never saw anything like it. There wasn't anybody standing. It was like war had just been declared. People fell out of their chairs all over that building. And they went to what I now know is intercession. I didn't know what it was then. I thought they were all just really upset. They were crying and rolling on the floor. Some of them were beating their stomachs, doubled over in the floor. I never saw anything. Grown people, wealthy people. I never saw anything like that. This man prayed for two hours and 45 minutes for my sister. About halfway through it, I wish I could tell you the whole thing. But I I can't take time to tell you the whole thing. I guess I should do it sometime you know I guess I should put it in a book I guess I should preach it all over America halfway through she was facing him like this he had a hold of her around here like that holding on to her she only weighed about 93 94 pounds all of a sudden she started screaming no I won't go with you I won't go with you no I, won't, I, I can still hear her shrieking no! I won't go You don't understand You don't understand the whole story You don't understand that same Angelic looking entity Had appeared to her and told her Throw her little year and a half old baby In a swimming pool And then go and throw herself down the stairs That it was God's will For her to die Well the devil can lie to you All of a sudden her back leg went out at a 90 degree angle I can't do it I can do this only her leg was the other way that way at a 90 degree angle three grown men got on top of her leg and tried to push it down they couldn't move it as the devil was literally trying to pull her out of his arms and him screaming all the while I won't let you have her I won't let you have her She's healed Thank you Jesus She's healed Debbie is healed She's healed right now I say she's healed With my mouth I say she's healed Devil you can't have her I have authority over all devils And to cure diseases Thank you Lord Jesus Whatever I say with my mouth Comes to pass I believe that Jesus I believe you Jesus You are a healer Jesus With your stripes we are healed Thank you Lord Debbie is healed She is healed Not for three minutes Not for twenty minutes And then give up on the kingdom of God And say God fell off his throne For two hours and forty five minutes and all of a sudden all of a sudden all of a sudden all of a sudden God came all of a sudden It was just like somebody just took a picture and just went like this. She looked up and she said, where am I? She looked over there and my dad was laying on the floor weeping. She said, daddy, it's all right back now. miracle right before your eyes. Not somebody else's miracle. Your miracle. I came back to that little wood frame building. That was late Saturday night. We drove through the night. I got home just in time to take an evangelist shower and throw a suit on and run to that Sunday morning service in that little wood frame building. I got up in that pulpit and I said, this is a Bible. Anything that happened in this Bible, I'll never forget what I said, is not only possible in this church from now on, it's not only possible, it's probable. Whatever happened in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts is for this church Right now. I said, now, anybody that's sick, get up and run down here and God's going to heal you in a Baptist church. It's a dangerous thing to say. Everybody's sick. Well, I don't mean that facetiously. I mean, we're all, we all had something. We could show you our scars. Oh, you got a scar there. Well, look at this one. I could, you know, we gloried in that kind of thing gloried in our infirmity leave me alone people this is my day and it's my miracle and the devil has done his best and when I just talk about this I realize if God be for you who can be against you I came back I got in that pulpit I said if you're sick run down here But this is a baptist church we didn't lay hands on the sick or nothing else you listening we didn't have no healing services don't know anything about that how many of you from a background like I'm talking about all right we had one center aisle everybody clogged in that center aisle and they all started running down front they get to right here in the front where these two pews are, the front pews. And I was going to lay hands on them because I would found this new thing, you know, laying on hands. I'd learned that that week. And they came running down there. When they'd come running down there, they'd get to right here. Right here at the front where these pews are. And it was like they just ran into a brick wall right there. Well, I know now what it was is the anointing. And they just went to falling over. They've fallen over the pews. they are falling over each other. People have their heads in other people's armpits. They got they're on top. They're rolling around on the floor. I never got to touch one of them. They all just now in that moment a church was born. In that moment, a ministry was born, a ministry that has carried me to preach the first open air crusade in the Soviet Union where the name of God had been damned for 70 years. That little 21-year-old Baptist preacher that went to Indianapolis, Indiana in 1979 and found out the Bible was true, I preached the first open-air crusade in Soviet Russia in 70 years the first three people I laid that left hand on the least of which had been in a wheelchair 22 years jumped up out of those wheelchairs went running around in the Soviet Union that what that's what was born that day in Pickerington in a little wood frame building where this man taught me that I could believe this book that God never changed that Jesus was the same yesterday today and forever and if he ever did it before he'd do it today if we just have faith a ministry was born that day that saw over a hundred thousand first time conversions to Jesus Christ in the last 12 months a ministry was born that day that would raise up a Christian academy of over 500 students World Harvest Bible Institute online this year. We just had our visitation day this week online this year to have a thousand or more full-time students in it from 36 states and 12 foreign nations. Out of that day, a television ministry would be born that 5,000 people in a day would call in and believe these people know how to get a hold of God for my miracle. Then people ask me, what do I think about Norval Hayes? Sometimes he ought to just come and stay about a month. And maybe he could get something in you. Because what he's got, you don't, you don't get it in 15 minutes. No. You have to sit there and sit there and listen and listen and listen and listen and listen and if you listen long enough before you know it you'll say I believe that and when you do hell will tuck its tail now he's going to let you out of here at 12 o'clock I don't know what time it is I don't really care he's gonna let you out here at 12 o'clock because i want you back tonight but i told him last night i said brother norville god has been dealing with our church about prayer i mean god has really been dealing with us about prayer and i don't know anybody that can teach people about prayer and believing prayer you know god doesn't answer prayer the bible doesn't say god answers prayer the Bible says God answers believing prayer. Whatsoever you ask in faith, believing, I will give it you. That's the kind of prayer God answers. How many of you would like to help me and welcome Brother Norval Hayes?